Thursday, July 15, 2021. Today, from our news team, a pristine copy of Super Mario 64 sells for over a million dollars. Another game lifts the ping system from Apex Legends, and Sony plays accomplice to a cryptocurrency scam? This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk, your source for stolen information, hot takes, and your weekly gaming news. I'm your host, Archimedes Abigail. If this is your first time at the News Desk, thank you so much for joining me. I'd like to welcome you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on what is going on in the gaming world, so you don't miss a single tidbit of information that you could share with your friends and potentially have a really enlightening discussion about. Also, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. This is one of five regularly scheduled shows that we host every week. Starting your week off on the right foot, we have Monday Madness with Anthony. On Thursday, we'll meet back here, of course, for the the Culture Jack News Desk. On Friday, Dustin hosts the Friday Show. Tune in Saturday for on today's episode. And then round out your weekend with some movie news at the Weekend Wire on Sunday. With all that being said, let's take a peek at the news. All right, coming from thegamer.com, let's start you off with a couple gaming headlines. Uh, Nickelodeon is coming out with a new brawler that reportedly will have rollback netcode on, quote, supported platforms. So I wasn't really sure what this uh, rollback netcode was, but apparently... It's very, very good. Oh, this this brawler is like a another Smash Brothers clone, uh, but with Nickelodeon characters. It's supposed to feature characters like SpongeBob and Invader Jim, <laughs> Invader Jim, <laughs> Invader Zim, uh, Nigel Thornberry, and Ninja Turtles, and, and people like those. And it's going to release on previous and current gen consoles as well as the Switch and PC. I don't know why they separated the Switch from current gen consoles. But there you have it. Uh, it'll also have what they call rollback netcode. Uh, and that is apparently a predictive algorithm to guess what the player is going to do next if there's a momentary lapse in connection. Because, of course, for any fighter, whether it's a brawler, whether it's a, uh, a Tekken, a Street Fighter, something of that nature, one of the big challenges in online competitive play is latency, making sure that when you hit that low kick, well, your character does a low kick. And so what this does is it's going to guess that you're going to do the low kick. If it guesses correctly, the game will proceed as normal and nobody will notice the difference. Uh, If it guesses wrong, it will roll back to a time before the connection error and then allow play to resume. So... Uh, these algorithms are going to get smarter and smarter as well. So they're going to start recognizing how you as a player play so it will be better able to predict your movements. I mean, this is the future, baby. And if uh, you're you're like my, my old friends back when I used to play competitive, you know, Street Fighters and Tekkens and the like, it'll also provide a wonderful ex- excuse uh, should, you, should you lose. I mean... I would think anyway. Uh, Another headline here. Someone paid $600 for a copy of Skyrim at the over $1 million Super Mario 4 uh, auction that we talked about. Super Mario 64. Good Lord. My 
my commentary tonight is suffering at the hands of my very, very deep and thorough exhaustion. Uh, so yeah, $600 for a copy of Skyrim. And it just seems like every week or you know, every couple episodes, we're telling you about a game or we're telling you about a uh, comic book or we're telling you about a property that is just being sold for more and more dollars. This time, and I don't know what it is that is unique to this time, it has all of the same feeling that like the Beanie Baby craze had, where it's just like a collector's world. Everyone is collecting, whether it's cars, whether it is Funko Pops, whatever the case may be. It is a collector's world right now, for whatever reason. And another another headline here, Ninja joins the cast of Raid Shadow Legends as a free playable character. Um, and as other characters, not other characters, but other uh, other players are coming up in the Fortnite game and other competitive gaming scenes, of course, Ninja is doing it exactly right as a content creator, as a streamer, as a pro gamer, as his reaction time begins to slow, as the inevitable creep of age uh, is invited onto his body, um, and his synapses just don't fire the way they used to, well, he will already have uh, marketed himself in a way that he can live comfortably for the rest of us. I mean, he doesn't even have to work. He doesn't have to get ads or sponsorships or deals or make himself a playable character in anything anymore um, to probably live comfortably for the rest of his life. Uh, another one here, Ghostwire Tokyo has been delayed to 2022. So instead of launching by the end of this year, uh, it will arrive in early 2022. Uh, and that was put out as a tweet by Ghostwire Tokyo. And uh, in their statement, they said, <clears throat> We've made the decision to delay the launch of Ghostwire Tokyo to early 2022. We want to get the game in your hands as soon as possible so you can experience the unforgettable version of a haunted Tokyo that we've been hard at work building. At the same time, we're also focused on protecting the health of everyone at Tango. Our new release window will give us time to bring the world of Ghostwire to life as we've always envisioned it. Thank you for being patient as we work to bring you an experience unlike anything you've ever ever anything else we've ever made i almost did it all <laughs> anything else we've ever made uh we can't wait to show you more in the coming months uh, so that'll be exciting of course ghostwire tokyo is a playstation timed exclusive um and you know the culture jack family is an xbox family so we will be patiently waiting for that game to come to game pass probably within a year of its initial release uh next year in 2022 all right, here's a gaming story uh, for you from uh, thegamer.com as well. Super Mario 64 sealed copy sold for $1.5 million. Now, I know Anthony has talked about it on Monday Madness several times uh, when he's talked about collectability, when he's talked about comic gradings and ratings and making sure that those things are preserved in a way that they also uh, maintain and retain value. And so in the gaming space, uh, very similar rules apply to include, you know, packaging, making sure that the game is undamaged. Um, and if there's any unique or special versions about the game, whether that's a misprint, uh, something that wasn't spelled correctly, you know, maybe Mario's got a, a tail growing out of his knee instead of maybe his backside for the raccoon uh, outfit. So 
As the story reads, Super Mario 64 was released back in 1996 for the Nintendo 64. Uh, actually, it was a, uh, a milestone in gaming. It was, I think, probably the game that did the most to bring popular mainstream gaming into a 3D format. Um, so it, it sold for, it was $1.56 million dollars. Um, Wada Games, I believe. Oh, okay. So they're the ones, they're a group known for grading or scoring a game's condition to determine its value. This particular copy of Super Mario 64 was given a 9.8 rating on the Wada scale, making it one of less than five known sealed copies in that condition. Uh, and so that's why it was able to sell for such a high, high price. And so it was originally listed at $100,000. Um, you know, just a couple days before it was finally sold, and it took almost no time for it to achieve much, much greater heights. Um, oh, oh, and then they had an extra thing in this story as well where they talked about speedrunning. Uh, within this last week, a speedrunner just completed Super Mario 64 in 7 minutes and 10 seconds. Now, speedrunning is a thing that's amazing all in and of itself um, because these guys... And it's an, an aggregate of all of the different speedrunners. You know, one guy figures out that if you get close to this door, you can skip yourself into the second level. Another guy figures out that if you throw a grenade at your feet over here, you can explode yourself, uh, you know, past a certain boss or whatever. And they combine these ideas to make these ultimate runs of the games. There's even speedruns that are uh, theoretical, uh, wherein they, you know, this guy did it in a world record setting time or this part of it in a world record setting time. And this guy did it in a world record or part of it in a world record setting time. And so together, if you put those two parts that both of these guys did together, it would make a theoretical, a possible speed running time for that character. But I digress. Uh, Super Mario 64, $1.56 million. Incredible. It's just incredible. Some more gaming headlines for you here. New objective-based mode coming to Call of Duty Warzone in Season 4 Reloaded. Uh, so, you know, for those Warzone players out there, you're going to get a little more content. And that's not going to stop. We know that these seasons are going to continue ad nauseum. And especially the Call of Duty Warzone. Because Call of Duty Warzone is keeping pace with the mainline games as well. To make sure that content is represented in their Battle Royale game as well. Fall Guys is heading to the jungle for Season 5. So I guess it was, it was more futuristic in Season 4. But it's going a little bit more rainforest in season five. Now, I'm I've played a little bit of Fall Guys on PlayStation 4, but I have decided that I am going to only get back into Fall Guys when it uh, it makes the jump finally to the Xbox console. And at that time, hopefully, Fall Guys will have implemented a strong enough of a cross progression. Which is, which is the, the hot new buzzword in gaming right now, that I will be able to take my, my skins and my crowns and my coins and everything that I've earned on PlayStation and move it over uh, to my Xbox account as well. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was June's best-selling digital PlayStation 4 game, even though PlayStation 
has a warning that you should probably not buy the game due to its buggy launch. But it was noted in the article that I read um, that Cyberpunk 2077 has fixed over 500 bugs or something ridiculous like that. Another game that I'm kind of waiting on, uh, Fall Guys, I'm waiting for it to come to the Xbox. Cyberpunk 2077, I'm waiting uh, to get back into that one until they, they release their uh, next generation update for the Xbox Series uh, X and for the PlayStation 5. Halo celebrates its 20th anniversary with a 500-page encyclopedia from Dark Horse. So if you're interested in, you know, gulping up a little bit more of that Halo lore, there's a, a very good option for you. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One shortage has resellers charging $500 a console. And yes, you heard me right. That was not PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, the newest consoles to hit the market, the next generation of gaming. We are talking about last generation's consoles. There's such a shortage right now that the availability has those being scalped for outrageous prices as well. Um, and I, I can't recall what a, a standard Xbox One console should run you at retail, but I can't imagine it's anything over $200, uh, $250 right now. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania shows off new gyro controls for the Switch, so making use of some of those other controller functions for the Switch and for those uh, <laughs> notoriously uh, janky uh, Joy-Cons. Square Enix is launching a new Full Metal Alchemist mobile game in 2021, so part of that sentence I'm really excited about, a new Full Metal Alchemist game, uh, especially being developed by Square Enix, though I feel they fumbled a little bit with the Avengers game, I still love that developer, and, and I love the games that they make and the universes that they put me in, I'm not as excited that it's a mobile game. Apex Legends cross-progression efforts are slowed by recent hacks. Uh, so if you didn't hear, I think we might have reported on it last week or I might have it as a headline in this episode here. Uh, Apex Legends was hacked during a recent event that they had where all of the playlists were locked and they uh, had information saying that they needed to go to uh, SaveTitanfall.com. Apparently, Titanfall, a game that I loved, a game that is absolutely amazing, astounding, and so, so much fun, um, has been plagued in recent months by hackers, especially the PC version. I'm not sure if the uh, Xbox or PlayStation versions are suffering the same kind of uh, lament. However, uh, I'm, I'm also not sure if it's uh, Titanfall 1 or Titanfall 2 or both of them, but there's a big problem. And... Respawn, the developer behind the Titanfall games and behind Apex Legends games, also mentioned that they only have like two guys on Titanfall. They've got a guy working on Titanfall 1 and a guy working on Titanfall 2 just to kind of manage the game. So they're kind of understaffed on that front as many of the resources, many of the efforts put forward by Respawn have gone, of course, toward their moneymaker and the skins, and the emotes, and the uh, audio clips, and the gun wraps for Apex Legends. Fortnite's LeBron James set includes a Space Jam skin, so I just wanted to make mention that LeBron James is coming 
to Fortnite. Actually, I think he's already here by the time this podcast goes up. Warframes, the new war expansion, gets an interactive preview event for Tenocon. Uh, and so that's supposed to be coming on Saturday, so we'll know a little bit more then. So if you're interested in Warframe, if you're a Warframe player, I know Dustin's cousin Jesse is big into Warframe. So most likely he'll be very interested in that new event coming to Warframe. FIFA 22 will also launch on last gen, uh, so it will be available for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And I heard some things about the availability on current generation consoles and last generation consoles and it made a lot of sense to me that there there obviously there's been millions of PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs that have been sold however those numbers of sold current generation consoles pale in comparison to those of last generation the 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 user and install base for the PlayStation 4 is is over 100 million, I believe. Maybe it's even 200 million from the last time I heard. Uh, so it, it doesn't surprise me that game developers are pushing for their games to be, to be made, uh, to be played on those last generation consoles as well. This, however, presents a new problem in and of itself because the... Uh, fidelity, the the graphical enhancements, the gameplay edge, the 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 power that is lent to new games on this new generation is lost if you also have to make that game work on a previous generation console. Of course, you can upres uh, things like graphics and speed and and um, load times and frame rates and all of that. However, it does still limit game development. So I. I I am in agreement with many of the other commentators in the video game industry when I say that we aren't truly going to see the power of these next generation consoles until probably two, three, four years when developers really let go and release uh, the last generation. And that might not even be for, for a while because of the shortage of chips and the inability to keep up with the demand for these consoles. They may be forced to continue making last generation games for much longer than any of us anticipated. Uh, we're apparently going to be getting a new God of War trailer uh, coming this next month. So hopefully keep your fingers crossed for that God of War Ragnarok. Like I said, I'm an Xbox fellow, but I am a long-time God of War player, and uh, the last game was also amazing. So this will be amazing, and I will. This will be the only time I lament only having a a Xbox. Uh, SGDQ raises almost three million dollars for Doctors Without Borders. Uh, and that is Summer Games Done Quickly is the organization, and they did over 100 speedruns um, in their community to raise over $3 million for the charity. Uh, okay, here's a fun uh, headline. Psychonauts 2 lets players toggle an invincibility mode for accessibility. And they released in a uh, quote, they did a quote tweet of Xbox, and Xbox said, at Xbox, beating the game on the lowest difficulty is still beating the game. And this is something that I've struggled with myself personally over the years. 
I do enjoy a challenge in a game, but I have found as I've grown older and older that my time is more and more valuable. And so why would I struggle with trying to beat it on the most masochistic uh, masochistic difficulty, on the hardest difficulty in order uh, to, I guess, feel like a champion, to feel like a real alpha top dog when I could just set it on the lowest difficulty setting or the regular normal difficulty setting. I'm not that, that uh, lame yet and still get the same experience that my friends do without all of the hair pulling frustration and stress. So Xbox put out that quote on Twitter and Double Fine uh, quote tweeted it and they said, if you beat Psychonauts 2 with the invincibility toggle on, you still beat Psychonauts 2. Which, you know, we always talk about uh, accessibility in games. And uh, the people that I respect within this community that, that talk the most about accessibility, they say, hey, look, you know, for every other medium, for books, for movies, for TV shows, you can skip right to the end if you want. You can flip to the last page if you'd like. Video games are the only medium where you are trapped in this. Uh, you have to beat the first level in order to see the second level. And I think it's Justin Davis on GameScoop who always says every single game should have a chapter select option from the very beginning of the game. So you can see whatever part of the game you want to see. Or if maybe you're struggling with a specific part of the game, you can skip right past it and not have to worry about it and still get some more of that enjoyment out of the game that you might have otherwise quit because you were too frustrated in order to beat. Uh, I myself will continue beating games like a pro uh, boss champ or whatever the kids call us these days. Uh, Apple versus Epic is still not done, but now the uh, lawsuit will also be heard in Australia. Epic Games has won its appeal to have the case heard in Australia too. A, um, a similar body to the American antitrust laws that um, the Apple versus Epic uh, Games lawsuit is going on right now. It's also going to be heard in Australia. So what that could mean is potentially Epic loses or wins the case over here. But then in Australia, perhaps the opposite thing happens. And so that could affect a mobile market in one of these two markets, only time will tell. And we'll have to do a more extensive piece on this Ample vs. Epic thing because a lot of revelations have been found within. Respawn has two people working on Titanfall. Everyone else is working on Apex. Okay, I already talked about that there. Uh, Sakurai of Smash Brothers fame reconfirms that the next Smash Brothers uh, Fighter Pass character is the last one. Now the article says Ultimate is really coming to an end, but this game is not coming to an end. This game will continue to be patched. It will be uh, continue to be changed as uh, bugs are fixed or exploited or characters find themselves in the meta. Things will be adjusted. Hitboxes will be uh, manipulated, maneuvered, and changed. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate was an incredible feat featuring a huge roster of characters. And in the competitive brawler <laughs> brawler ecosystem, uh, in the competitive brawler community, it's not going anywhere. 
Uh, in other very expensive video game news, a rare 1987 sealed version of The Legend of Zelda sold for a world record of $870,000. So we've got two of our big Nintendo mainstays up there making uh, nearly a million and over a million dollars with that Super Mario 64 that we talked about earlier. Uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer preview is creeping uh, closer and closer. I think that already came out, actually. Oh wait, maybe that's the that's like an open open beta, open beta, beta beta, beta beta tomato tomato, potato potato. <laughs> you say uh, banana, I say banana. Death Loops uh, PlayStation Five console exclusive exclusivity ends in September 2022. Now, this was one of the big showcase pieces of the last PlayStation State of Play was Deathloop had a nine-minute trailer that showcased what it was. Now, the thing about Deathloop and the thing about uh, Ghostwire Tokyo that I mentioned earlier that's being delayed until next year is these are games under the Bethesda umbrella. And so, yes, they are a timed exclusive now from a deal that Bethesda had made before they had been purchased by Microsoft to fall under the Microsoft Game Studios uh, logo. Um, so, essentially, PlayStation 5 is going to have a first pass at both Death Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. However, real soon, within a year or two, these games will also be available on Xbox. And with Xbox's inclination to move their first-party games to Xbox Game Pass on day one of their release, I have no doubt in my mind that Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are going to be Xbox Game Pass games. So yes, PlayStation 5 owners can get them first, but I will get them free. Well, not free. I pay a membership, of course. But, you know, my membership comes with a lot of things. And if I were to pay for three full-price games, I'd be paying that membership fee already every year. Uh, oh, this is really going to piss Anthony off here. Uh, scalpers are listing the new Nintendo Switch OLED pre-orders for as much as 800 pounds. Now, this is uh, over in the UK, obviously, but it is just starting. And we may see a scarcity similar to the Xbox Series and the PlayStation 5. However, uh, maybe not as much so because Nintendo Switches are still relatively easy to find in the wild. And this is not the Nintendo Switch Pro that you know Bloomberg and, and the, the, the industry has been talking about for the last, God, six, eight months. This is just an upgraded, basically, display for the handheld mode. And so the demand for this may not be as high, though I do know a couple people that game uh, handheld exclusively. Microsoft reportedly looking at dropping Xbox Live Gold, waiting until Game Pass hits a certain milestone. Now, this is another rumor from Jeff Grubb. And if uh, anyone's listened to this show or has listened to rumors in the video game industry for any amount of time, they will know that Jeff Grubb has a certain amount of reliability to uh, the, the rumors that he brings out on Twitter and wherever else he posts them. Um, but yeah, the, we had, we'd seen something similar to this where Microsoft was going to raise the price 
of Xbox Live Gold. But then because of community backlash, they backed back down and uh, left it how it was and I think made online multiplayer free. So if they do uh, drop Xbox Live Gold, what will that mean for the Xbox Live Gold games that we get free every month? There's four free games that if you download them, they are yours until, of course... <laughs> <laughs> the Microsoft service and ecosystem goes away, which we've talked about um, in regards to preservation and gaming. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Most likely those services will be rolled into Xbox Game Pass and they will look at making online multiplayer uh, and online accessibility and stuff like that free. But then... Uh, all of the other services be kind of under the single game pass umbrella, or at least that's the way it sounds uh, to me. And they, it, it does say in here, they're waiting until game pass hits a certain milestone. So I guess they are looking for more subscribers to the service. Um, but it is a great service. If you do game on Xbox and you do buy at least two or more games every year, I mean, why not? You're getting a, a catalog of over 100 games and 100 good games, too. Like, all the Dooms are on there. All the Dishonoreds are on there. Skyrim's on there. Um, you got Sinuous Saga. I mean, just a lot of good games. A lot of good games. Uh, Respawn addresses community requests for Apex Legends replay mode. Now, this is from Game Rant. Uh, like we said, there's not a lot of people working on the Titanfall games. However... They were going to work on a replay mode, but they do have to now work on, uh, I guess, some cybersecurity stuff. They have some other things that are in the way of that. Uh, and they, they said most likely it's, it's not going to happen anyway, where players can uh, replay entire matches and then use those replays for content creation or for a kind of a dissection of their own skills to improve their skill levels. Tencent patent could let people inherit in-game items. Uh, inherit in-game items. Inherent? Inherent? It's inherent to this news headline that Tencent will let people inherit in-game items. So uh, basically what this patent is aiming to do, and I would not be surprised if other studios, other developers, other publishers followed suit, uh, Tencent, of course, has a, um, they, they have some sort of owning or operating share in Epic Games, uh, but they also have a vested interest in TikTok as well. Uh, as you recall from last year when TikTok was in the news for apparently being a Chinese uh, spy app and potential uh, lit litigation and uh, lawmaking, we're going to go behind Tencent's ability to operate in the U.S. That's not what this story is about, though. This story is about people who die, but say have purchased four, five hundred dollars worth of in-game skins for a game like Fortnite or a game like Call of Duty or a game like Halo, and those things not just going away, but the user being able to, well, you know, will them to a spouse, to children, to a friend, to, to whatever, what have you. And it's, it's going to happen. Like this is all but a given, you know, talking about not just 
maybe in-game uh, skins or or things that you've purchased, but maybe you still have in-game currency. You still have Fortnite V-Bucks and you have not spent them and you've got 2,000 V-Bucks and you die, well, those will be bequeathed to your next of kin, right? Uh, and then it's, it's funny to think of this all new digital age that we're moving to as well, because, um, Anthony talked about it specifically, but we've talked about it on this show before. Uh, Dustin's talked about it on the Friday show, um, cryptocurrency, uh, NFTs, all of these digital assets will go somewhere or will stay somewhere if they don't, you know, go to someone else within, within your family. So I think this is a really interesting story and something that we could see a lot more of from a lot more teams in the future. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War reveals more PlayStation exclusive zombies content. Now, I only included this headline because I hate to see it. I hate to see multi-platform games include exclusive content on one or the other platform. It makes me not want to support those games. Well, and I'm, I've never been a Call of Duty type person before, but it makes me not want to support those types of games because, uh, you know, if you are making a game and you are, you are making a, a DLC or a expansion or something along those lines, you have already put it into the code. And the code obviously operates on multiple consoles, on PC, on Nintendo Switch, because we have to separate those two out now. Uh, so, so why not just do it? Why not? Um, your customer base will be grateful unless you are offering a um, commiserate style expansion or DLC on the opposing consoles uh, as well. And I'm not just saying that because it's going to PlayStation exclusively. I am a little bit butthurt about it. However, I feel the same way, uh, except Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur back in Soul Calibur 2, they did it wonderfully. I believe uh, Xbox got Spawn, Nintendo got Link, and PlayStation, I believe, got Heihachi. So, I mean, that was, that's, I mean, that's cool. Everyone gets an extra character, just depending on what console you're playing on, what brands are, I guess, loyal to that console will be the extra character that you get. And that's something that I can, that's something that I can get behind. Uh, there is still reports out there, even though we talked about this Nintendo Switch, the new OLED Nintendo Switch that we're getting, not being the real Switch Pro, there is still rumors that it could come with better specs, with 4K, sometime next year. And I hate to keep bringing him up, but Justin Davis, he's my guy, man. Um, he was talking about... You know, this whole Nintendo Switch rumor and it being from Bloomberg, most of the stories that we got uh, came from Bloomberg being fairly reliable. And then all of a sudden they reached this OLED, OLED switch with, um, you know, not the, the same kind of oomph that it could have had were it a true Nintendo Switch Pro. And so he thinks that this is just... Um, Nintendo had the pro in mind and as they got closer and closer to the release of the pro, they quickly realized that maybe there was a chip shortage. Well, we all know there's a chip shortage, but if there's a chip shortage, that's also going to affect their Nintendo switch. 
they won't be able to make the amount of consoles that satisfy the demand for uh, a, a Nintendo Switch Pro. So they made an OLED option, which is granted a much more narrow um, uh, customer base because it's just going to be the people that play in handheld that want this thing. But uh, it's kind of a, uh, a stopgap between the true Nintendo Switch Pro. So we could still be seeing a Nintendo Switch Pro next year, and I'm excited uh, for that. Um, oh, okay, so that was just the quote from Tencent there. Uh, a couple more gaming headlines here. A new Xbox Game Pass ad features a PlayStation 4 controller, which is very interesting. Um, this comes at the same time that Phil Spencer has recently made comments about how he respects the PlayStation uh, PlayStation 5 controller, how he thought that the innovations on the PlayStation 5 controller were very uh, unique and forward-thinking. And so we may be seeing some controller innovations in the future for Xbox uh, as well. Um, but yeah, this ad has a PlayStation 4 controller in it with someone playing Xbox games on the X Cloud, And so they say, well, we want everybody to use whatever controller they feel most comfortable with. And Xbox is, I mean, this is some real 4D chess shit right here because they want to have your gaming eyes wherever they can get them. They want to have them in Game Pass. They want to have them on xCloud. They want to have them on your phone. They want to have them on your tablet. They want to, in the future, they have talked about at some point having something akin to like a Fire Stick or a, a Roku that you can just plug in and play off of an online server database. So they've talked about this stuff. They just want you in their ecosystem. They just want to get your money for these small, small microtransactions over a long period of time. And yes, they are still going to make consoles as much as was confirmed on X-Play, where Phil Spencer recently did an interview. Um, long into the future, they're going to continue making hardware consoles. However, they want their brand to be further propagated across the video game industry. Uh, Battlefield 2042 will feature cross-play and cross-progression. There's that term again, cross-progression. Cross cross-progression. <laughs> so cross-progression, of course, is the ability to move a save or a character state from one system to the other. And, of course, cross-play is a feature wherein uh, players from different consoles can play together. Uh, and so it's nice to see that these these things are becoming more and more prodigious in the gaming community. Uh, here's what I talked about at the top of the show. Halo Infinite multiplayer will now have an Apex-style ping system. Apex uh, Legends leading the way with these systems. Um, I don't know how great that's going to work in an ha a Halo game. I mean, I'm willing to give it a try and give it a C, uh, but those are games that are, you know, usually historically have been in like arena type areas and not in a real battle royale uh, field where, where that kind of stuff is more necessary, I think. But it's nice to have the option as well. And then uh, I think our last gaming headline here, uh, Netflix is planning to add video games to its Netflix service. And so that will be very similar to things like Stadia, Luna, xCloud. Um, 
but it'll be nice because Netflix is already a service that I have. And they are also saying that they do not plan, at least at this point in time, to increase the subscription service price based on this new edition. Uh, one more gaming story. I said that was the last one, but I, I have one more. Okay, so this one's this one's absolutely bananas. I, I talked about it in my um, opening for the show where Sony PlayStation is an accomplice in a cryptocurrency scam. <laughs> okay, uh, so I, I got this story off thegamer.com, but it, it comes from a security service of Ukraine report. Um, that says they have busted a cryptocurrency mining farm and seized 5,000 pieces of hardware, including a staggering 3,800 PlayStation 4s. Uh, pictures released by the authorities show the sophisticated operation at work with thousands of consoles hooked up in a warehouse. Those behind the operation in Ukraine were found to be illegally using electricity from a nearby city's power grid. That's a huge problem in the cryptocurrency mining, uh, <laughs> I guess, industry. Uh, on top of the 3,800 consoles, authorities also report confiscating 500 graphics cards and 50 processors. Anthony, that's why you can't find any of those graphics cards, both of which have been obviously hit with supply issues. This news coincides with recent reports of a PlayStation 4 shortage. While COVID-19 related restrictions are certainly contributing, this report raises the possibility that more crypto mines are using the last gen console as part of their operations. At some point in the future, Every single electronic device that is hooked up to the internet, without a doubt, is going to be recruited to, to mine the last hundred bitcoins. It's going to happen. If you have a smart microwave, a smart dishwasher, a smart washing machine, you are going to be mining that bitcoin or you are going to be helping mine that bitcoin. And I, for one, cannot wait to lend my refrigerator as a pickaxe of a Bitcoin mining future. PlayStation 4s are hardly what comes to mind when most of us imagine a crypto mining warehouse. However, as explained by Tom's hardware, those running the warehouse were likely using them due to the fact that they were stealing electricity rather than using their own. In other words, PlayStation 4s may be inefficient, but they don't have to worry about it because they don't have to pay the bill. Um, let's see, what else here? Uh, well, less pressing than neighborhoods losing electricity. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> In the press release, the security service claims that should the operation have continued, there was a risk of entire neighborhoods in the city of Vinsticia losing power. Well, less pressing than neighborhoods losing uh, electricity, PlayStation 4 shortage is still ongoing. Despite now being a last-gen console, okay, and we already talked about that, going for over $500. That's so insane. Okay, and before I let you go, we've got some upcoming game releases. So, I, I know I said it's July 15th at the top of the hour, but it doesn't look like this episode's not coming out uh, until the very early morning on the 16th. And so we've got The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword coming out today on July 16th for, of course, the Nintendo Switch. Now, this is one Zelda game that I have not played. Uh, this is the, the remastered version. Is it a remaster or remake? It's a remaster. Uh, then we've got uh, Chris Tales or Christ Tales. Um, that's coming out multi-console. Uh, it's coming out on July 20th 
Also coming out on the 20th is Cotton Reboot, coming out for the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Death's Door, coming out on Xbox uh, Series X and Xbox One and PC on July 20th. Pokemon Unite on uh, July 21st. This looks to be a Nintendo Switch game, um, but also it is coming out maybe on iOS in September. It looks like as well. Last Stop is coming out on July 22nd. Multi-console game there. And Orcs Must Die 3. Also also multi-console sans the Nintendo Switch. So sorry Switch owners. You don't get to play the third installment of the Orcs Must Die series. And that is all that we have for the Culture Jack News Desk. Thank you for coming over here to get your daily dose of news. Not even daily, god damn it. We do this once a week. Stay tuned for the Friday show on today's episode, which we just finished up Loki. And we will be moving uh, that show back to Saturday uh, until the next, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe show starts up on Wednesdays again. Also, stay tuned for the Weekend Wire on Sunday for your movie news and Monday Madness with Anthony. Uh, leave us a review. It does so much good for our algorithms. It lets, you know, SoundCloud, it lets Apple uh, Podcasts and iHeartRadio and Pandora uh, Music and Amazon Music know that you want to see more Culture Jacked in your life. It lets them know that other people might like to see a little Culture Jacked in their life. So leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. Make sure to subscribe if you would like to stay up to date on your gaming news and whatever else that we bring out of this damn podcast. You can get in contact with the Culture Jack team uh, by email at culture.com collective.x2 at gmail.com you can also get a hold of us on facebook or twitter at culture jack but thank you so much for joining us here at the culture jack news desk i'm archimedes abigail that's the news and we'll see you next week